What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of Brain Body Resilience. Let's get into this. We have ended our mini series going over the pillars of brain body resilience and um, the things that I focus on working with clients and the things that I think contribute to stress, the physiology of stress, how we can interact with that and participate in choosing our relationship with stress and anxiety and our overall wellness journey. And in one of the previous episodes, I don't remember which one. But one of them, I was uh, talking a little bit about cognitive flexibility and just the ability to adapt and be flexible and the importance of that for managing our stress. And it is important enough that I thought we'd just do a whole episode on it. So here we go. So when we're talking about cognitive flexibility, it is just the ability to change your mind given new information. Being able to adapt our behavior and our perspective with new information and, you know, in new environments is essential to processing and managing stress because our world is constantly changing. And that is the one constant that we have is that things will change and that we need to adapt to them. We need to be flexible and we need to be able to integrate new information, new surroundings, new people, new all the things so that we can continue to live our lives. Um, And when we don't, when we have a really rigid sense of being, whether it's in our, the way that we think or the way that we behave or our habits, our expectations, and there's no room for anything changing, we, something has to be exactly a certain way. It leads to a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety because that is not going to stay that way. It's just not. That's not how our world as humans works. And so we have to be able to be flexible. And the interesting thing about this for me here is that our stress response is a biologically adaptive tool that we have in order to learn and grow and integrate new information that we have from experiences that we have about new pieces, uh, people, new people, places and things so that we can survive. That's the number one goal is survival. But then so that we can also survive, know that there isn't danger in these things, and then learn how to navigate them and make choices that are going to benefit us living our lives. That's the beautiful thing about being human is that we get to have this higher level of uh, cognitive complexity. We get to think about shit. We get to make choices that other animals don't. We get to think about what makes us happy and how we'd like to navigate situations and all of these things that also sometimes adds to our stress. So when we are in uh, chronic stress, it lowers our ability to be flexible. Um, it lowers our ability to learn and remember things and have um more um, complex and rich problem-solving skills. And when we have more tools in our problem-solving toolbox, 
We are less likely to be overwhelmed and stressed out and anxious about these things because we will know how to navigate the challenge that we're facing in multiple ways sometimes. Think about a time when you were under a lot of stress. Maybe that's right now. How did you feel or how do you feel facing a new learning school uh, skill, facing a new challenge, a new environment, new people to interact with? or just adapting to new information that you have to integrate into whatever you're currently doing. It's probably really difficult. Because again, when we're under a lot of stress, our learning and memory suffer, and then we default to our rigid, rigid habit patterns that we have created, like that autopilot robot mode where it's like, it has to be like this, it has to be one way, that's the only way. And if we're living in stress, we're living in these rigid patterns. And Again, because survival is the one goal, efficiency for energy conservation is the second goal. And so with that, there isn't a lot of room for how can I explore these things to make this easier on myself? How can I allow for a little complexity here? How can I allow for multiple truths? How can I allow for, um, you know, the, the complexity of human nature and everything that that involves? When there is no change, no adaptation, there is no growth. If we can't change what we're doing and how we're thinking, we can't change how we're feeling either. Cognitive flexibility skills allow us to switch gears in and out, find new approaches to solve problems, give ourselves new tools into that toolbox for problem solving. All of the little problems and challenges that we face in our daily lives And like I said in the beginning, this is just about the ability to change your mind. So how do we practice cognitive flexibility? We can alter our everyday routines. Instead of doing the same thing exactly in the same way every single day, driving to work the exact same way, walking to work, wherever you walk, um, the same way, instead of doing things in the same order every single time, which again... When we habituate things, we go on autopilot and then we do shit the same way over and over again. It's to save that energy and it's great, except it is not allowing us to add in for complexity. So switch things up a bit. Walk a different way. Take a different route to work. Eat your, what, what a, I don't know, eat your breakfast a different way. Brush your teeth with a different hand. Um, all of these tiny little changes are going to add to that neuroplasticity that we talked about, which creates different branches and different neural pathways, different possibilities in your brain and allows for more complex problem solving. Similarly, if we are seeking out new experiences, also engaging in, you know, exploratory behavior, doing new types of things, learning different things, going new places with new people, new environments, uh, learning a new skill, learn a new language, any of these things, pick up a hobby, start doing crafts, whatever it is that you like, take a dance class. These are also going to add to that neuroplasticity because every time we have an experience, a new experience we're learning, that adds to all of the different possibilities for pathways in our brain. Practice your creative thinking skills. This means we're not looking for one right answer. We're looking for multiple possibilities, which there always are. Do a journal, do a brain dump. What are all of the scenarios here? What are all of my thoughts about it? 
Not whether they're realistic or they're plausible or whether you like them, just like what is in your head. We start to be able to see different possibilities when we get these things out of our heads onto paper where it exists somewhere besides just in the space in between your ears. So creative thinking, not just looking for the one answer. Don't always take the easy way. And this one is interesting because I think a lot of us make things a lot harder on ourselves than we need to. But in this, what I mean is training our stress response, that nervous system hygiene, choosing challenges for ourselves, seeking a little bit of stress in order to know how to interact with it, doing the hard things, the cold shower. I love, I think it's a fantastic example. I don't love them, but I love the way it makes me feel. I love the things that it does for me. I love that I can overcome that challenge and I feel super strong and I feel just like, just from like a cold, some cold water, little things. It doesn't have to be anything grandiose. Just challenge yourself and then learn how strong you are, how capable you are, how adaptable you are. Go out of your way to meet new people, challenge your perspective and beliefs, interact with people that don't look like you or think like you or have similar life experiences in that you're going to learn different perspectives, different possibilities in life that you may have never, ever thought about. And when you learn them, you get to integrate that into your learned experiences and have those references to pull from. Again, adding more tools to your problem solving box. There is one other very significant piece to this ability to change your mind, and that is giving yourself permission to do so. Changing your mind means that you might have to change the things that you're doing. You might have to change your job, your relationships, your habits, your expectations. When you change your mind, those might be results of that. That can be really, really hard. And allowing yourself to change your mind and do what is needed for you, that is going to allow you to live your best life, to feel the best in your life, to participate in your own well being. This is one of the most powerful things you can give yourself. Allowing yourself to be flexible in how your routine is it doesn't have to look the same each day. And it actually shouldn't because it should flow with the time and energy you have, which changes daily. Allow yourself to be flexible in social situations, learn something new, go to new places, meet new people, or give yourself permission to cancel plans or just say no. If you know it's going to be an overextension on your resources, your time, your energy, allow yourself to be flexible in your plans, your expectations, your habits, your everything in life because it is a constant flow of change. And we have to learn to ride the waves that come with that. It is much, much easier to ride down the river on a raft than it is to try and steer the river by, you know, standing firm in the rapids, or some kind of other analogy like that. But I think you get what I'm saying. The point being, we have to let go of trying to control so much, because whether we're ready to acknowledge it or not, we don't control anything. We make choices. And we learn to navigate the good and bad consequences of those choices. We have no control over anything or anyone, nor should we, but we do have the choice to be flexible and we have the choice to enjoy the ride or the choice to stand against the current and fight something that is already going to happen with or without our participation. I think I'm going to leave it there. And so my challenge for you this week is just to notice where you feel the need to control, to have rigid expectations 
that things have to be exactly a certain way, just begin to notice these things. And if it is possible, try to suspend judgment. These we're not we're not placing a value on whether these things are good or bad or anything else. We just want to notice them. Because again, until we're aware of things, we can't do anything about it. We can't choose to keep it. We can't choose to change it. It's just there. I have a feeling that this will give you a really good start. I would love to know how this goes. I always love hearing about how these challenges are sitting with you and what's resonating. So I do have one ask. If this episode was helpful, if you found it useful, share it with with someone, share it with someone who you think can benefit from it. That is all. I am endlessly grateful all the time. Um, Truly, 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 I am incredibly grateful to know that this reaches your ears and that you find it helpful and you are using these things and, and that the knowledge that I have to share is, is finding you and it is finding, you're finding use out of it. I am, I am truly grateful that you are here again. I know you could do anything with your time and you're choosing to listen to me talk to you in this microphone. So super, super, super grateful for you. I hope you have a beautiful day today, whatever day you're listening to this. And I hope you have a beautiful week and you know, we'll be back and do this again next week. So until then, peace out.